So I'm going to talk today uh, a little bit about discouragements, uh, things that you face on a regular basis, things that you face daily. Um, and so we're going to talk a little bit about those today. I don't know why there's a delay. There shouldn't be a delay, but there is. And um, anyway, I just want to talk about uh, Jacob for just a second. A lot of us go through things in our lives that are, how do you say, devastating. They're not really powerful. They don't feel good. Um, things are, in a, in a sense, they get discouraging, okay? So let's look at Jacob for a second, okay? Jacob had to swindle the birthright from his brother. You, you remember the story. Um, Rebecca wanted to have Jacob have all of the uh, inheritance, so she made this meal uh, that um, that Isaac loved, and then Isaac blessed Jacob over Esau. Remember, uh, it was Esau that came out first, and Jacob grabbed his heel on the way out, remember? So it was Jacob that actually was born second, but Jacob got the blessing of the firstborn, and... Um, you know, all because of a, of a, um, what do you call that thing? All because of a, uh, a meal that Esau was just famished and Jacob made the meal, uh, for him and traded his birthright. So here's Jacob. He's got family issues. Um, he has identity issues, doesn't even know who he is or why he is. He just doesn't have this stuff. Okay. Jacob then, um, leaves and he works for this guy Laban for for his daughter uh, Rachel and um, worked seven years for him. I mean, he was a faithful worker. He was a servant. He, he really, really, really wanted uh, to make sure everything was right. And then Jacob ended up uh, working for him for seven years and he got the wrong woman. You're you remember how um, Laban swindled Leah on him first, and um, Jacob didn't like that. And I know a lot of men going around saying they married the wrong woman. Um, you know, you know, come on, you know, she's your wife. Uh, the thing is that Jacob, even though he was swindled, he worked another seven years for Rachel. Okay, so now he has this battle going on and he ends up, you remember, you remember Rachel gives birth and uh, she dies in, in, in childbearing. Uh, she died. So he had to bury her. And uh, then he, he has all of these, like he's still working for Laban 21 years and he's having kids and everything else. And then Laban, finally, Jacob's like, you know, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'll tell you what I will. Uh, all the speckled and, spotted sheep I will keep and I will give all the unspotted ones to you. So uh, Jacob, whenever he saw a, um, you know, he swindled Laban back and and I, whenever he saw a uh, uh, sheep that were mating, the strong ones, he would put a, a striped almond branch in front of them. And, um, and then so, uh, Jacob ended up having strong sheep. Laban had the weak sheep and because they were, uh, they were spotless. So Jacob takes those with, and then he goes on a journey. Uh, you remember Rachel took a, uh, an idol from her father's house as they were leaving. 
And um, so Jacob on this journey ends up seeing, um, you know, knowing that Esau is there. So he keeps sending people over and over. Uh, so he stops at this place. And, I, and I'm getting to, I'm going very quickly. You can read it in Genesis. Um, but uh, Jacob lays down at Bethel, this, this place he calls Bethel. And he has a dream. And in this dream, um, you know, the angels are going up and down out of heaven. He crosses over the river Jabbok uh, to see his brother. And he wrestles. Um, he, he has to come and wrestle this angel. Uh, you know, all of these things are happening to him. And the thing is, it wasn't until he wrestled with this angel regarding his identity. We'll talk about that in a minute. It wasn't until then did Jacob really have um, any purpose in life, so to speak. He was just swindling his way through. And a lot of times we settle uh, for second best. We settle for things that we don't need to settle for because we just don't believe that God will do it for us. Um, and, and also we don't necessarily believe the words that were given to us over this time. So here you are in this situation. Here Jacob is in this situation. Now remember, he has this wrestling moment with the angel and he won't let him go. The angel pops his hip out of joint and um, and then Jacob is like, don't leave until you bless me. And so the angel says, uh, whoever the angel was, whether it was Jesus or, or Michael or whoever, um, he says, uh, he says, well, what's your name? And he says, my name is Jacob. Okay, I am Jacob. And then the angel said, no longer shall you be called or no longer shall you, your character be swindler, heel grabber and cheater. But you are one who has um, wrestled with God or one who has endured with God. Okay, that's what he's called at this point. So well, I recommend in this moment. Okay, I just recommend these things in this moment that we start to recognize the presence of God. And you have to have a change. You have to see God face to face. Okay, whether with your eyes, with your spirit or whatever, you need to come before the presence of God and see him. Get your character changed. Get your character to be, um, to be totally his, surrendering everything, becoming totally his. And then God is able to do stuff. Now you remember, even throughout his life, Jacob, Jacob lost, he thought Joseph was dead. Um, uh, you know, he lost another brother who had to stay with, um, uh, stay with Joseph. You know, when, when Joseph was in the palace, he lost all these things and he's like, his soul is grieved because he's losing everything. And you have to recognize you can even be, I mean, like the, 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 his, the economy goes south. The, there's a famine in the land. There's all this stuff going on. Bad situations are going on. But how many know the Bible says, this is awesome. The Bible says that, um, uh, God, causes all things. New American Standard says, God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God and those who are called according to his purpose. All right. And in, in a passion translation, it says, God weaves together all the situations in our lives. So it may look bad for you at this moment. Things may not be looking up for you 
at this moment. But you have to recognize that God is on the move and God is doing something and God is preparing things so you can be provided for in the year of famine. You can, in the years of famine or, or, or the years of, of lack. And God has already provided all those things. He is Jehovah Jireh. He is your provider. You remember Abraham, you know, and his son, they go up to do a sacrifice. Well, guess what? There's no lamb. So Isaac says, what are we going to do? And Abraham says, don't worry, God will provide it. You know, and God did. God put a lamb in the thicket, a ram in the thicket, and he took out the ram and he slaughtered it and and he sacrificed unto the Lord. And so you recognize God's hand in every area of your life. Think about it. Think about it. I'm old now and I've never seen the righteous forsaken. I've never seen God's chosen begging for bread. I've never seen that. What I have seen is people who are, who are, um, down getting on their face before God, but God does not want to be a God that you come to when everything is not going right. He wants to be a God who you come to in every area and every situation of your life. We, we, we talked about Isaiah having this God encounter. We talked about the priests having God encounters. We talked about the elders having a God encounter. You know, we, we, you know, we even talked about a demoniac and Gennesaret or however you pronounce it, who has an encounter with God. We talked, we talked about a man who was let down through a roof to be healed by his friends having an encounter with God. We talked about a leper who had an encounter with God where he says, where he says, Lord, if you are willing, and Jesus said, I am willing, be healed. Why am I saying all this? I'm saying it because you have to recognize that you're going to go through things, but don't give up on your vision. Don't give up on God. Press out into the deeper waters, so to speak. Take your nets, put them back in your boat, Go out to the deeper waters and cast your net out onto the other side and see God provide all of that stuff. I don't know what else to say other than, other than the fact that God is calling you right now to, to, to come before him and say, yes, God, everything I have is yours. Everything. I have is yours. The good times, the bad times, the good situations, the bad situations. It doesn't matter. Everything that you have belongs to him. I remember in Zechariah, we talked a little bit about it yesterday. And I'll actually, I want to talk about it again. Is that okay? Zechariah chapter 4. Zechariah chapter 4, verse 7. It says, what are you? What are you, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel, you will become a plain. And he will have, uh, he will bring forth the, the very top stone, the cornerstone with shouts of grace, grace to it. The Bible says to speak to your mountain. Speak to your mountain. Speak to your mountain. 
and say, be removed and cast into the sea. Never tell God how big your mountain is. Tell your mountain how big God is. That's faith. Don't trust what you see with your eyes because there's a greater kingdom. If you're not feeling well, if you're sick, if you have an injury, you're in a wheelchair, you're on a gurney, it doesn't matter. God hears your prayer. So give a sacrifice of thanksgiving and see what God does. Start to see through the realm of the kingdom of God. See it through what's happening in heaven. Yesterday I made mention, what does God's, uh, you know, how does your sin look in heaven? See your pattern and habits of sin in heaven. From heaven's perspective, what does it look like? It looked like the beating of Jesus. That's what it looked like. It looked like the sacrifice that Jesus had made to set you free from the law of sin and death. That's what it looks like. It looks horrendous. It grieves God. You know, it grieves God that we sin because of what it cost him to set us free from it. And he's given us grace. Grace is not only, you know, grace isn't just something to get by with. Grace is the thing that empowers you to overcome the, 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 the sin that so easily besets you. It's interesting that the writer of Hebrews, after going through the faith chapter, which comes right after the blood chapter, the sacrifice chapter, he, he, he talks about all these generals of faith and he says, having such a great cloud of witnesses, having, having people in the stands rooting for us, having this great variety of things that we press on, we go forward, laying aside the sin that so easily besets us. We have people rooting for us because they blazed a trail for us to walk in. Can we live through a lion's den? Well, Daniel did. Somebody said maybe they were on a Daniel fast. That was pretty funny. Daniel did. He made it through a lion's den. Can we defeat the giants that are ahead of us? David did. You can too. You have a great cloud of witnesses. Though your life may be barren, can you bear fruit? Can you bear children? Sarah did. You're outnumbered. You're outmanned. Can you win the battle? Gideon did. If God is for you, my friend, who can be against you? Coming up pretty soon, probably in uh, the next week or so, you know, we're going to have some people doing interviews with us. Um, I have a friend who's who's uh, in uh, the Middle East. Uh, I'm not allowed to tell you where she where she has a ministry, but um, uh, we just let you know we're going to have her on, uh, who's going to share uh, share some things with us. Um, we're going to have, uh, you know, we're going to have some other people on uh, coming up, and, and it's really exciting. The next couple of days, 
I'm going to a conference in uh, in Sacramento area. Um, and then so I don't know about I don't know about these lives. I might do one tomorrow before I leave. Um, but just know that 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 there is something that God is doing in your heart and in, through these people that we need to hear these things. Um, you know, like like I told you, I'm going to be going to different areas of the world. Um, and, you know, just trying to raise money for that. Also going to be going, you know, having uh, this radio station, raising money for that, uh, raising money for my book that's going to be coming out. Um, I'm asking God for strategies on that. Um, you can pray into that as well. Pray for me into that. And, uh, and we'll see what God does because God is amazing. He's powerful. So anyway, I just wanted to bless you guys today and just know that, that he is doing amazing things in and through your life. So rest in him, honor him, and in all of these things, we overwhelmingly conquer. If you want to give into this ministry, you're more than welcome to. Um, uh, you, you can uh, Facebook message me. And I'll get you, uh, I'll get you the information. You can look on some of my past posts where I've had, um, had that information, PayPal, Cash App, and Venmo. Um, you can also give through Facebook as well. Um, so, uh, yeah, so go ahead. And if you want to do that, you're more than welcome to. And, um, you know, God bless you. Uh, just keep this ministry in prayer. We're doing, we're doing some things. We're, we're affecting the world. And it's just been really crazy to watch the little things that we talk about. So anyway, God bless you. Uh, you have a great day, and then we'll talk to you next time. Hopefully, we'll talk to you tomorrow morning. I'm not sure about that. I'm not going to guarantee anything. Everything depends on um, on how time goes. So anyway, God bless you guys. You have a great day.